Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives with your hosts, myself, Colton Cockrell, and Tricia Stetzel. Our goal is to bridge the generational, gender, and life experience gap in business through our unique styles of gathering information from our guests. This podcast is sponsored by Jim Butcher, who is a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Now let's get it started. Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. My name is Trisha Stutzel, owner of Result Extreme Business Solutions, and my partner, Colton Cockrell, is here with me today. Colton? Yes, Trisha. Thank you for introducing me. Very rare that you get to do the opening intro. Colton Cockrell with Sharon McKinley Group. I am a certified financial fiduciary and independent financial advisor, and the reason why Trisha introduced me today is because I have the privilege uh, to introduce our guest today. She's an incredible young lady, and let me go ahead and read her bio. So Hannah Scher is a recent college graduate, a spin instructor, and a third-year veteran of the Houston Texans cheerleaders. She is very passionate about dance, fitness, and inspiring others to chase their dreams relentlessly, and we're going to talk about that last piece a lot today. So Hannah, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast. Of course. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. And Hannah already gave us the disclosure. She said she can talk. So we're going to make sure that no yet. We're going to just let her go as long as she wants to. We're going to have a good time. So really what I want to do, and I kind of set this stage really before we got started here, I really want to talk about what it takes to be in the position that you are, because you had a dream to be a Texans cheerleader. And what a big dream that is, because a lot of girls, sorry, a lot of women, they sign up to do that and not everyone gets to, to make it. So Really, I want you to kind of walk us through your your drive. Like, what what got you to that point? What did you have to do? And and really, a lot of people don't chase their dreams, and so that's why it's so cool to see people doing it. So, kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to start off by saying that making that active decision to try out was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. Um, I am a completely different person now than I was then, and I'm grateful for every, you know, great thing, every messy thing along the way. Um, So I've been dancing since I was three years old. So basically, since I could walk, I've been dancing and getting it down to a beat. Um, And I danced for about 10 years. Um, I loved that so much. Um, My whole family supported me. And I think that a really big thing that just throughout my entire life has helped me to go after my dreams is having a really strong support system. Um, my dad is my best friend. My Mimi is like a mom to me and they've just been like so incredible and there for me throughout everything. So I think that's a really big thing that I wanted to put out there. Um, after about 10 years of doing dance, I kind of started getting attracted to the world of cheer. So around like the end of sixth grade, a bunch of my friends were trying out for junior high cheerleading and I kind of like tagged along and then fell in love with that. So I kind of made the transition into the world of cheer. And I did that all throughout junior high, all throughout high school, loved it. So I kind of have a background in both, which I think really set me up to be successful for Texans cheer because they're not just cheerleaders. They're not just dancers. There's, there's kind of elements of both mixed into that. Um, So I think that right there, that really helped me kind of step into that role. Um, But I would say it, it takes a lot to try out for Texans. It takes a lot. I mean, before I even get into all the little elements and everything that you have to do to get ready for tryouts, let alone getting through the whole process, like it just takes like overcoming the fear of going for it because not only, and when you go after any dream you want, there's always that fear of failure, that fear of rejection that you have to get past. 
But in this case, it's failure on a grand scale, like public failure, like all your family, all your friends, like everyone knows that you're going after this big thing and to not succeed at it can be really scary. Um, And I think personally for me, it was just like overcoming that fear and realizing that no matter what you do, someone is going to have an opinion about you, positive and negative. So why should you let that stand in your way of going after what you want? Um, you know, I'm a, I don't know if y'all know about like the Enneagram tests, but I'm a one and a two, which means I am a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. So <laughs> that kind of, kind of hurts me and helps me on both ends. So I use it to my advantage, but I also am trying to get better at it. Um, but I would definitely say overcoming that was a big step. And my dad had a lot to do with that. As soon as I, I remember it vividly, we were sitting in an olive garden and I'd had the idea kind of brewing in my brain for a while. And I was terrified and I was like, okay, I'll run it by my dad first. He's kind of my soundboard. And then depending on how he responds is kind of whether or not I'm going to roll with this dream. And I was so scared, but I finally worked up the courage. And I was just like, dad, I really want to try out to be a Texans cheerleader. I miss performing so much. And he was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes. Like, I was wondering why you haven't tried out sooner. You know, like his response was just so like incredibly supportive and it just was so comforting and reassuring. And it gave me that kind of kickstart to go after it. Um, So I did my research, you know, I was seeing all these ads online from the Texans cheer page. They post about tryouts. They hype it up every year. So I kind of learned what it takes. And that first year was kind of um, testing it out and seeing what worked and what didn't, because I did not make it my first year. I came very close to making it. I made it all the way to the last round, but then I didn't make the team. So I actually didn't make it until my second year trying out, but I learned so much in that first year. I learned that a lot of it is about making friends, making connections, knowing people and learning from them. It's going to all of the right things. So Like I went to dance classes, prep classes um, that kind of offered a variety of styles. So jazz, hip hop, technique, Um, because I was so immersed in the cheer world in the later part of my life, I kind of needed to get my dance roots back. So I had to start working on like turns and leaps and kind of like fluid motions as opposed to like sharp cheer stuff. So that was a process. That was a journey. It was very humbling, but um, I had little bits of reassuring moments here and there. And I had so many incredible people just lift me up along the way. Um, so other than dance classes, I also had to start working on my look. So Texans cheerleader, being a pro cheerleader, there is a certain look you have to follow. And I think HTC is very good at being diverse. We welcome, you know, all women of all cultures, body shapes and sizes, backgrounds. And I think that that's what makes so many people like attracted to our team as opposed to any other team. Um, we're very, very inclusive. And I really love that about our team. Um, but I did have to clean up my diet. I had to start working out. So, you know, I'd start counting macros and like taking all these fitness classes and seeing what worked for me so that I could not only have the dance moves, but also the look. So once I kind of got over the um, fear of failure and then I started working on my look and then my dancing, then it was kind of like stepping into that HTC personality. I think we're a very sassy team. Like that's kind of our And thankfully, I am a naturally very sassy girl, so it works. And being on the team has actually kind of brought that out of me a little bit more. Um, The good sassy, not the bad sassy, just just so we're clear. Um, But yeah, so kind of getting into the look part of it, I learned that there's this whole process. You have to find a really good photographer. You have to find a photo shoot. You have to find outfits for a photo shoot, which right now a lot of us just do kind of bikini photo shoots because they show off your fitness to the, to the judges who are, you know, deciding who to put on the team. 
Um, so I had to do that and getting ready for that means getting your hair done, getting your lashes done, um, getting your makeup done, getting a spray tan, nails, like it's the whole thing. So I really got to like girlify it up, which was a lot of fun. Um, but it also cost a lot of money. So again, shout out to my dad and my Mimi for helping pay for a lot of those things so that I could go <laughs> after my dream. Thank you. Um, because you know, fresh, like during college, you don't have a lot of money. So <laughs> I was in college at the time. Um, so I was doing all of that. And then also getting ready for tryouts, you have to get a tryout outfit. So, and like the HTC, we have a reputation for going all out in tryouts. Like tryouts are fun and all the girls show up with the cutest outfits and they really like personalize them um, to really stand out. So every year, you know, a girl typically will choose a certain color, um, you know, bedazzle it, rhinestone it. And there's all these different women in the Houston area that you can go to where you can bring pieces to and they'll really glamify it up for you. And that was a really fun process, but also expensive. Um, but again, that was like a really fun part of tryouts is showing up and kind of showing off all of your hard work and what you put into, but then also seeing all the other girls and what they came up with and just kind of seeing all the outfits together with everyone standing in the bubble, like insane. It's just so awesome. And the feeling that you get in there, just the tryout experience itself is so surreal and so crazy and so worth it. Like, well, right. and so you're here, living your dream, right? You're living your dream. And that, that is so cool. And, and talking about the support system and talking about the hard work and the dedication, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know that people really take that into consideration when they see you guys on the sidelines, right? How much work and dedication and support you need to get to live your dream. And, and the more you talk, the more passion, the more passion comes out yeah. in your voice. I think it's amazing. I just love it. This, and what's it, so cool? If, oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say it's, it, this is just, it's such a dream. And like, yeah, it's my third year on the season. I still pinch myself every day. Like it never, I never get used to it, especially like on game day, like stepping onto the field, seeing the thousands of fans getting to perform and just the energy and the excitement from the crowd. Like that is something that never becomes normal. It's something that is always like, just so you're starstruck by it. Exactly. And well, first, you were definitely on the best football team, in my opinion. Um, but second, I mean, I, I, I just want to quickly dissect everything you just said, because I think it's really important. It, whenever people have a dream, they always get burdened by like all the work, whereas you actually just took it in baby steps. Let me talk to my dad first. Okay, what's the process? Okay, let me go try out. Okay, I didn't make it. Hey, I'm not going to get discouraged. I, this is what I want. I'm going to keep fighting for it. So I love how along the way you figured out each step what it takes to get to that next step. And you kept pursuing it. I think so many people, if they just take their career or take whatever their dream is and take it step-by-step step as you have, oh my gosh, we'd have so many more people so happy living the life that they want to live because they're taking it piece by piece instead of just trying to do it all at one time. Because it's difficult. Doing what you do is so hard and it's awesome. But not only are you a Houston cheerleader, you also have to prepare all of your spin classes. You're like apparently one of the best spin instructors in Lake City. I know, I actually know a handful of moms that, that go to you and take your classes and they absolutely love you. So tell us a little bit about spin and kind of what got you into that. Uh, that really means the world to hear that um, spin. I would say spin and HTC are like the two biggest blessings right now that God has given me. And gosh, I just, I love both of them. Spin is like my, my other love language. Um, yeah. So I was actually kind of 
training, I got hired on and I started training to be a spin instructor as I was trying out for my second season. So as I was getting into the world of spin, that was actually when I made Texans for the first time. So that was really cool. Um, but it's honestly like, I will say hands down best workout of my life. Like I've never seen better results and it's fun. Like it is so much fun. I've been doing it for almost three years now and I never get bored. Like every time I sit down to like prepare for a class, I'm excited. And I could, there's, we have so much creative freedom to do our own thing as each instructor that, you know, it just, it doesn't get boring. And like, um, so what kind of goes into a spin class one lots and lots of music. So like when I just have free time, there's a lot of outside of the studio work. Um, so there really does have to be a passion, not only for the job and the workout, but also for the people, because I think what motivates me to work my butt off for this job is all the people that I know that are signing up to ride with me. Um, but I will spend hours like searching for music and typically we find a lot of our stuff on Spotify, but there is a whole world out there on SoundCloud where you can just like load up on the best remixes ever. It's insane what's out there these days. And yeah, so I just have a lot of fun with that. I spend hours on SoundCloud finding all these good remixes. So there's that aspect of just building playlists and kind of incorporating different kinds of music. So there's pop, there's hip hop, there's EDM, there's throwback songs that everybody knows the words to that way in class we can all sing together so just kind of doing all of that <clears throat> and then um there's also a big motivational aspect so the spin room is very motivational a lot of times it can feel like you're in church which is so cool like we can turn the lights out we've got some candles and we kind of put a certain vibey song on and then we are just speaking like truth to these writers so it can get churchy sometimes um so it's also just kind of like I'll do a lot of Pinterest stuff where I search, you know, motivational stuff, but also a lot of times if I'm going through something um, and I feel like maybe a lot of other people might be feeling the same thing and I can speak to them and connect with them, then I'll just like pull from my heart in that moment. Um, so that's been a really cool experience because sometimes I'm like in the spin room and I'm teaching and I feel like God just like speaks to me and speaks through me. And I'm like, I don't even know how that came out, but it did. And I loved it. So that's a really cool thing that I get to do. And then I think also too, a really, really big part of being a spin instructor, it's not just the workout or the job or prepping the music, prepping the classes. Like my favorite thing about it is that we are a community, we are a family and it's like, it's outside of the studio. Like, yeah, we show up to the studio. We're happy to see each other. We have fun. We build each other up. But I think also like I've met some of my best friends at that spin studio and that we hang out, we text, we talk on the phone, you know, outside of spin hours, which is so awesome that you know, that studio was how that happened. And then I would say the same for Texans cheer too. Like I've met some of my best friends through that. And I'm just like, so grateful for them because if I hadn't have overcome that fear, you know, a failure and rejection, I never would have, you know, come into contact with these incredible people that have changed my life for the better. You have like the most amazing positive attitude. I really, we don't have a whole lot of time left, but I do want to ask you, how has this year affected you and the energy that you were able to bring back to both of those communities? Yeah, this is a very um, interesting, hard year. And I think that it, it can be really easy to get stuck in all the negative and you know, we miss what, you know, a lot of times um, when you don't have what you used to have, you, you kind of realize how much you took it for granted. And I think a lot of us can attest to that in, you know, a lot of different areas of our lives. But I think that right now, more than anything, people need positivity. They need light. They need hope. They need something to look forward to. And um, 
I think it's also important to be reminded that like, this isn't forever. Like everything going on right now, it is a ripple in time. There's an expiration date to it. We don't know when that is, but we do know that it, it will end and how we choose to respond to our circumstances now, I think will say a lot about who we are and who we're going to be when we get to the end of it. So I am, I'm going to take exactly what you said and I'm going to listen to it every single morning. Like Thank girl, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. We're saying preach over here. Uh, My yeah. gosh, no, I, I, I will say, Hannah, I'm blown away by, by your first, your confidence to do what you've done. And also just the way that you handle yourself and the way that you think it's incredible. So let me ask you this before we jump into our totally off the wall question. What do you say to all the people who are listening to the podcast right now who, you know, they, they aren't chasing their dream or doing what they love doing because of outside circumstances, you know, or people, what, what do you say to them? Yeah. Um, I'm really glad you asked me that because there is something on my heart that I definitely wanted to say. Um, I think that it is so important to be able to overcome the fear of failure and the fear of rejection, because here's the thing, like, I'm going to tell you what scares me more than failing, more than feeling like I've been rejected. That's regret because the pain of failure, the pain of rejection, those are going to leave you. You'll overcome that. You'll recover from it, but regret that can stay with you forever. So if there's a dream that's been planted in your heart, it's there for a reason. And it'd be a shame not to see where that can take you. I love that. Hey, you know what, Colton, I'm going to let you conjure up one of your questions because there's something that Hannah shared with us that I want our audience to hear. And which means that we'll talk about the release, right? But our next home game is Sunday, November 22nd. It starts at noon and the theme is salute to service. So they're, they're going to get to honor our brave veterans and they're going to be wearing special uniforms to represent each branch of the military. And I think that is super cool. Really, really cool. So Colton, I'm going to let you do the crazy question. You know, and I'm going to keep it mild today. Um, but Hannah, crazy question. What do you have in your refrigerator right now? What do I have in my fridge right now? That is so random. Um, wait, okay. My dad just went to the grocery store last night with a list that I gave him. So we are stocked up. Um, but like always strawberries, like fresh, beautifully ripe, dark red strawberries, because those are the key to my heart. Um, we've got grapes, we've got blueberries, we've got avocados, we've got, oh, I love, okay. One of my favorite things to eat is a turkey Swiss avocado sandwich. So we've got fresh turkey and it's the nice kind from HEB that they slice up for you. We've got Swiss cheese. Um, we have almond milk. We have coffee. I'm a coffee girl. Like I'm obsessed. Like I have to have two to three cups minimum a day, or I'm just, I'm not Hannah. Um, so lots and lots of coffee. My favorite is cold brew, but right now, like every store we go to is always out of it. So I've got like kind of backup off-brand coffees as well that I've had to buy because they're out of the good stuff. <laughs> um, cheese. So you're stocked. You're stocked. Yeah. You're I don't know why you asked me this, but yeah, as long as there's coffee that in there, I'm good. <laughs> and apparently fruit too. Coffee and fruit, and fruit she said. Yeah. Strawberries. Yes. That's been a theme, I think, lately fueled by coffee, right? We've talked about this, didn't we, Colton? Yeah. I yes. Love it. And I am fueled by coffee. Yeah. So back to, back to the show, Hannah, <laughs> I love back, it. To, back to, you know, like real questions. Uh, <laughs> we always like to ask our guests what generation they belong to. What generation? 
Am, am I in yours, Colton? Heck yeah, yeah. you are. Yeah, I'm 23. Yeah. Um, m- millennial? Yeah. Yeah, see? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're so proud. Yeah. And do you feel like you identify with that particular generation or do you <clears throat> identify more with older or younger? Older? I 100% identify with older generations. I'm, I'm an old soul. Like I always tell people like my body's 23, but my soul's like 35, like, (laughs) uh, (laughs) which I mean, it's really true. Like growing up my entire life when I would try to have like conversations with people my age, like, yeah, I connect with them, but I feel like more on a surface level, I deeply connect with people older than me because I'm ready and willing and wanting to have those conversations that a lot of people my age aren't ready to have. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, that that came through today for sure. And all of the information that you gave to us. Absolutely. And I, and I will say she has an incredible relationship with her grandmother who her grandmother is probably the hippest grandmother around, but she's still, it's awesome to see. So man, Hannah, thank you so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate you taking the time and talking with Trisha and I. Yeah, absolutely. So is there, ask me to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're so glad that you joined us today. So Hannah, uh, do you have an Instagram uh, handle that we could pass out that people could watch, watch what you're doing and what's going on out there? How can people keep up with what you're doing? Yeah, totally. Um, You can find me on Instagram. It's just my first and last name at Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, Sharer, S-H-A-R-E-R. And then you can also, um, you can keep up with the Texans cheerleaders, our Instagram and our Facebook account. So we're doing something a little bit different and fun this year because of all the COVID protocols. Um, we're actually pre-recording all of our dance performances. And then during a Houston Texans home game, we will post them to our Instagram and Facebook account. So you can actually see how incredible our dancers are and how hard we've been working to make this season just the best that it can be. That's amazing. Uh, You're an amazing woman. I'm so glad that we had you on the show today, man. Talk about inspiration, right? I'm ready to go out and like conquer everything that needs to get done for the rest of the year after hearing you. You're amazing. Thank you very much for being here. Likewise to you. And she's only 23. And she's only 23, but she's 35. I'm 35. I'm sold 35. I love it. That. Wonderful. So, all right, guys, this concludes this week's podcast. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. Thank you again for tuning into this week's episode of Bridge the Gap, Connecting Business Perspectives. If there's a certain professional or profession that you want to hear from, leave a comment in this week's Facebook post. Please subscribe and share this podcast. Thanks again to our sponsor, Jim Butcher, a relationship banker with Allegiance Bank. Colton Cockrell with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207, Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member FINRA, Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.